Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's bobsleigh time. Those words will take most back to some point in their younger years, when they watched Disney's account of the remarkable story of Jamaica's first ever bobsleigh team. Cool Runnings is a fun movie. It takes an amazing event and as Disney does, it puts its creative spin on things to produce a very Hollywood-esque tale of a sports team being up against it, almost failing but ending up winning over their critics for the usual happy ending. The truth is, there was a lot of creative licensing used in the making of the movie. No sprinters fell at the trials for the Jamaican Summer Olympics team. Nobody's dad was good friends with the disgraced gold medal winning bobsledder. They didn't hold kissing competitions to raise funds. Nobody had to sell their car to get the, to get the team to Calgary. And there was no bar fight with the East German squad after they disrespected the Jamaican team. While all that may seem a little far-fetched, the real story behind how Jamaica ended up with a bobsleigh team and the events since may actually be all the more remarkable. Disney tells a good uplifting story, but the facts are the only truth in it was that Jamaica went to the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary and sadly crashed in their final run, but the names have all been changed and the true story is different. So what did happen in the lead up to Jamaica taking their place at the top of the hill? For an island of fewer than 3 million people, Jamaica has a proud Olympic tradition. While it was nothing like the recent sprint, dominant, recent sprint dominance led by stars like Usain Bolt, Elian Thompson, Omar McLeod, Shelley Ann Fraser, Veronica Campbell-Brown and Malian Walker, they had won 18 medals by the time of the 1988 Winter Olympics. All but one of those had come in athletics, with none in the winter version of the Games. In fact, Jamaica had never sent a single athlete to the Winter Olympics. But then again, why would they? George B. Fitch was an American businessman who had worked in the US Embassy in Jamaica under the administration of Ronald Reagan. He was much travelled and by 1987 he was working in Paris, France. He returned to Jamaica in the summer of 1987 for a friend's wedding and the conversation was all about what an exceptional athletics team Jamaica had in training for the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul, South Korea. Fitch had an unusual take on athletes in that he believed if someone was a natural athlete, they could adapt to another sport. While in conversation with William Maloney, a Seattle businessman, and Colonel Ken Barnes, who is the father of English uh, football international John Barnes, of uh, Colonel Ken Barnes of the Jamaican military, he inquired about Jamaica's team for the Winter Olympics, which were about six months away. Naturally, Jamaica had no plans to enter, but undoubtedly under the influence of more than a few rums, the gauntlet was laid down to see if Fitch and Maloney could get a Jamaican to participate in the Calgary Games. Fitch went through a list of the events, and after attending a pushcart derby the day after the wedding, he and Maloney noted similarities between the derby and bobsleigh. It seemed like a perfect fit, as Jamaica had a knack for producing sprinters whose key attributes were par and pace, so could they use those talents to push start the bobsleigh and compete against the more experienced nations. Immediately, they set out the work to try to make a team. The idea was taken to the president of the Jamaican Olympic Association, Michael Fennell, who got behind the project, and then the first point of contact was the Summer Olympics squad, but in those days both versions of the Olympics took place in the same year, so all of the elite athletes were preparing for Seoul and had no interest in risking injury and what felt like some crazy notion 
that could prove dangerous to their careers and possibly even lives. Other athletics clubs were approached but yet again they had no takers so the invite went public and adverts were placed in local newspapers. After another poor response, the offer was put to the military and Colonel Barnes came to the rescue by putting forward some names after a conversation with Major George Henry. The names included the Jamaican Defence Force's 100m champion, Michael White, and the 800m champion, Devon Harris. It was also noted that they needed somebody to drive the sleigh, so who better than one of the helicopter pilots, Dudley Stokes? The original fourth member of the team was Samuel Clayton, a railway engineer. Freddie Powell, a reggae singer, and Caswell Allen were added to the team later, and Jamaica now had its very own bobsleigh team. Howard Seiler, who was a two-time Olympian for the USA, although not a disgraced one as portrayed by John Candy in the film, was added as the team's first coach. Naturally, it wasn't just as straightforward as that, and now that they had the bodies, the next aim would be to introduce them to a bobsleigh, which none of them had ever seen before. Fitch sponsored most of the venture, paying $92,000 from his own pocket along with some funds from the Jamaican Tourist Board and the training programme saw the team go to Lake Placid, New York initially before returning to Jamaica. With no snow and no bobsleigh tracks, they had to practice using a makeshift sleigh on wheels at an army base. They then had six weeks in Calgary before travelling to Eagles, um, Austria to participate in a competition that would make them eligible for the Games. They had Christmas at home before spending most of January back at Lake Placid, which brought them some attention from the US media. Whilst in Eagles Austria, the team met up with Sepp Heidacher, who had captained the Austrian team at the 1984 Olympics. He ran a bobsleigh school, and he offered a lot of help and encouragement to the team. He was eventually brought in as another coach, and he would go on to be seen as the godfather of the bobsleigh movement within Jamaica, and an inspiration to all future teams from the island. With the team in place, quality coaching and Fitch bankroll on it, you would think the drama was over, but Jamaica still had to overcome one more hurdle when a decision was made by the Federation International de Bobsleigh et de Tobaganen, the FIBT, that as this was nothing more than a publicity stunt, the team would be banned from entering. In the end, Prince Albert of Monaco, who was a senior vice president with the IOC, fought their corner and the decision was overturned and the dream of a Jamaican team at the Winter Olympics was back on. The team went to Calgary early to acclimatise themselves and in the end they took five athletes with them. Devon Horace, Michael White, Dudley Stokes, Caswell Allen and Freddie Powell made the journey and the plan was that two would be selected to participate in the two-man event in the opening days of competition. Once in Calgary, Powell became more of a publicity man and dealt with a lot of the growing media attention as he was drawn to the limelight and could be found all over Calgary singing the now famous Hobbin' Anna Bobbin song. With Powell taking the pressure away from the other four athletes, the field was narrowed and it would become even smaller when Alan picked up an injury when he fell while the team were practising their push starts on a frozen lake in Calgary. In the end, it was decided that the two-man team would be made up of Michael White and Dudley Stokes, with Horace the unfortunate third wheel. White and Stokes performed admirably, finishing 30th out of 41, which doesn't sound great, but when you consider where they had come from in just six months, it was a remarkable achievement. However, the competitive spirit ignited a flame within them, 
and after getting a taste of the action, they weren't content in spending the rest of their time in Calgary, wandering around the Olympic Village, and instead they began to think about how they could enter the four-man event. With Alan out injured, and Powell living the dream by capitalising on all the attention he craved in the bars and restaurants of Calgary, the team had an, uh, another major issue to overcome. They had three bobsledders and four seats to fill in a four-man sleigh. Worse still, they didn't even have a four-man sleigh, and the money tree that Fitch had been sponsoring the team with was now bare. Those were immense barriers, but when you're so close to your destiny, nothing will stop you from fulfilling it, and these men were too strong characters to allow themselves to be defeated. Fitch's wife had designed some t-shirts for the team, and with the rising popularity of Team Jamaica, these t-shirts soon became the must-have souvenir to bring home from Calgary, and they flew off the shelves. Soon enough money was raised and they were able to buy an old sleigh from the Canadian team, so now they just needed a bomb to put on a seat and they were good to go. Chris Stokes, who was the brother of Dudley, was a high school sprint champion. He was at the University of Idaho and had aspirations of one day representing Jamaica in the summer games. His personal best of 10.4 seconds in the 100 metres wouldn't have been enough to get to Seoul in 1988, but he was still young and may have gone on to future games. But the main point was, he was an athlete and he was in Calgary to support his brother. Chris was drafted into the team and in three days he was taught everything he needed to know by his teammates, which when you consider they themselves had never raced in a four-man bobsleigh, probably wasn't a huge amount. However, he was fast and he was strong and they were able to teach him enough to get him to the top of the hill, and Jamaica now had everything they needed to participate in their second event of the Games. The US media had been following their story since back when they were training in Lake Placid, and the two-man event had given them some good coverage, although it wasn't particularly respectful as they st- were still seen as some kind of a joke. However, the USA's ice hockey team had been knocked out early, and television executives now had a lot of their schedules to fill, so the Jamaicans were thrust into the spotlight. In the first run, the team were let down by their equipment, as one of the push bars collapsed during the start, and then in the second run, Michael White struggled to take a seat in the sleigh, which again cost them time. In those days, the competition consisted of four runs over two days, and after day one, Jamaica were well down the rankings after two disappointing displays. Overnight, they were able to get rid themselves of nerves and came into day two with an attitude of, we're here, so may as well do what we can to push ourselves up the rankings. Unfortunately, during a walk of the track beforehand, Dudley Stokes fell and hurt his shoulder. The team decided to go ahead with run three, but also wondered how Stokes' driving would hold up with the injury. With nothing, with nothing to lose, Jamaica made their way to the start and actually made an excellent start with their push start timed at the 7th fastest in the entire competition. Unfortunately for Team Jamaica, the fast start meant they were hitting the turns harder and faster than ever before. Had he not been injured, Stokes may have been able to deal with it, but with estimates suggesting they were hitting speeds of 85km per hour, he lost control and the team crashed before sliding their way down to the bottom of the course. It's thought the worldwide audience was close to 1 billion people as the Jamaicans crashed and there was a genuine concern as people saw their helmets scrape against the ice for hundreds of metres before grinding to a halt on the final straight. 
Fortunately, nobody was hurt, and while everyone else was proud of their efforts, several of the team have spoken of feeling embarrassed and that they had let themselves down, which ironically brought them closer together, as they wanted to prove themselves as genuine athletes rather than the gimmick that so many people thought they were. After the Games, Fitz was convinced to stay on as the president of the Jamaican Bobsleigh Federation, and he formalised the position of Hydasher as the team's coach. This gave Jamaican Bobsleigh a platform from which to build, and while funding was always an issue, the four men from the 1988 team all returned four years later at the 1992 Games in Albertville, France. As time went on, the faces began to change, but Jamaica continued to compete. Dudley and Chris Stokes would compete in four Olympics in 1988, 92, 94 and 98. Devon Harris in three. 88, 92 and 98, while White would only participate in two, 88 and 92. However, there would be Jamaican representation on bobsleigh for five Olympics in a row between 1988 and 2002. Calgary laid down a marker, but the real highlight came in Lillehammer 1994. The Jamaicans finished 14th ahead of teams from the USA, Russia, Australia and France which is even more impressive when you consider Team Jamaica's budget was $60,000 and Team USA's was $6 million. Team Jamaica failed to make the Olympics in 2006 and 2010, but in an odd way these games produced the greatest moments in Jamaican bobsleigh history, at least for one Jamaican. Lascelles Brown represented Jamaica between 1999 and 2004. In the 2002 Games in Salt Lake City, he along with his teammate Winston Watts set track and Olympic records for the push-start section of the two-man event. Brown was regarded as one of the best brakemen in bobsleigh, but unfortunately his future lay away from the island. Brown spent most of his time training in Calgary. Whilst there he met a local woman, fell in love and got married. Brown was now training full-time in Canada, and as he was widely regarded as a top-tier athlete, he was invited to represent Team Canada. Brown, who's often shown frustration at the Jamaican Bobsleigh Federation, accepted the invitation and gained citizenship just before the 2000 Olympics, 2006 Olympics in Turin. Brown won a silver medal in the two-man event with Pierre Luders before coming back four years later to win a bronze in the four-man event alongside Lyndon Rush Chris LeBian and David Bissett in Vancouver. Team Jamaica returned to the Games after a 12-year absence when they qualified for the 2014 Games in Sochi, Russia. In 2018, Jamaica made it to Pyeongchang, South Korea, and 30 years on from making their debut Winter Olympics appearance, it was time for another first, with Jamaica having a women's team at the Games, and this time it was actually a bit more like the movie that made them all famous. Cool Runnings begins with the trials for the Jamaican Olympic sprint team. There's a fall and three men go down and they all ultimately end up in the bobsleigh team. While nobody fell at any trials, the 2018 team did include an athlete who was a genuine world-class sprinter in Corey Russell. Russell won a bronze medal in the 2006 World Junior Championships over 100 metres and would go on to win gold as part of the Jamaican women's 4x100 metre relay team at the 2013 World Championships in Moscow. 
She was also a gold medalist in the 100 metres at the 2011 Summer Universiade, the World University Games. Her personal best over 100 metres, 10.98 seconds, and 200 metres, 22.62 seconds, would have been enough for fifth place in both events at the 2019 World Championships, which shows that at her best, she was an elite athlete. When Russell was first approached about representing Jamaica and bobsleigh, she made the decision along with her athletics coach, who felt that the training could help her become more explosive as a sprinter. She trained for both athletics and bobsleigh for a time before deciding to put all her efforts into bobsleigh and make a push to become a Winter Olympian alongside Jasmine Finlater Victorian, who had an interesting story to tell herself. Finlater Victorian was born in the USA and actually went to the 2014 Winter Olympics with her birth country. She was already well used to sharing a bobsleigh with an athlete, with her partner in Team USA being Lolo Jones, who came fourth in the 100 metre hurdles at the London 2012 Summer Olympics. Together they finished 11th in the two-person event. Finlater Victorian is of Jamaican descent and was first approached to represent Jamaica in 2010, but turned the opportunity down. However, by 2016, she had a different view and decided to make the switch, citing a wish to help build diversity within the sport. Her husband, Aaron Surf Victorian, also made the switch from USA to Jamaica. Together with Russell and another Jamaican, Audra Segre, who is a skeleton racer, they became the first women to go to a Winter Olympics on behalf of Jamaica, with qualification being confirmed on an emotional day for Russell in particular, as it was the third anniversary of her late father's death. In typical Jamaican winter sports tradition, despite qualification being secured, there was still time for some drama. Sandra Kiriasis, who won a gold medal in the 2006 Winter Olympics with Team Germany, was coaching the women's team. The team were initially using a Japanese sleigh, but it wasn't fit for purpose at international level. So Kiriasis pulled a few strings locally and was able to rent a Latvian-made sleigh from a club in Winterburg, Germany. However, weeks before the event, she said her role was changed from driving coach to track performance analyst, which would mean no access to the athletes. Unhappy with this development, Kiriasis resigned and took her sleigh with her. Faced with the prospect of having no sleigh to take their place in the hill in Pyeongchang, it looked like all the hours of training and turmoil would be in vain. Luckily, they got a late reprieve when Red Stripe, a Jamaican beer company, got in touch and bought them a sleigh to allow them to compete. Despite the late drama, Russell and Finley or Victorian were able to take their place and finished 18th of the 20 teams who participated. Having been to seven Winter Olympics, the Jamaicans are now a regular part of the Games. However, the same old problems exist with some saying there's a lack of funding while others, like Glassells Brown, says there are sponsors but the money isn't always reaching the right areas. Despite whatever politics are going on, Team Jamaica are moving forward and they're already looking forward to the 2022 Games in Beijing, China. Kari Russell has now trained to become a pilot after being a brakeman in 2018. She is also aiming to compete in a brand new event Monobob, which is essentially a one-woman bobsleigh, and she has high hopes that her speed and newfound driving skills can see her become the first Jamaican representing Jamaica to pick up a medal at the Winter Olympics.